Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Veteran Minority Podcast. The name's soon to be changing. I got a new name already lined up. I'm just getting the rebrand together because Veteran Minority is my slave name. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to change my name, dog, because I don't like it. I ain't a minority. But for now, though, I'm rocking with it because I created it. And I got to stand by it until I kill it and create something new. So, um... Thank you all of you for listening out there and all the support that I've been getting, you know, positive texts and um, people telling me to keep going. Um, I really do appreciate it. As always, subscribe, 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 hit the subscribe button. If you got an Apple iPhone, go to the iTunes or whatever, the iPodcast thing and get that. If you got an Android, go to Google Play and download, I mean, subscribe to my podcast and tell people about it too, man. Word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm doing this for us, for the brothers. And for everybody, really. But you know, if you can, if you tap into my ideology, then you're with me, and that's good. And I hope to unify people under my ideology. Um, yeah, man, it's been a lot of stuff going on in the news, man. It's been a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, stuff going on in the media that I don't like. And um, as somebody who, you know, like I said, wants to speak up, I'm gonna speak up. And one of them. Um, so in the wake of the Jussie Smollett, uh, uh, Smollett uh, attack. And a lot of, if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, Jesse Smollett was um, accosted or beat down, violently beat down, outside of a subway in Chicago around like 2 a.m. or so. And I guess he says it was two um, white men with Make America Great Again hats on and masks, and they beat him and put a rope around his neck, and they poured bleach on him, and they called him a faggot nigger. So, you know, that's some pretty terrible stuff that happened, and. You know, there was a lot of public outcry about it. Um, a lot of people spoke out. And, um, you know, it's very unfortunate that, you know, we still have that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, all we could do is just keep, you know, it put, pushing positive energy into the world and hope to reach people. That's all we can do because the pain that people have for themselves, that's what they give out. So, um, but in the wake of that, though, you have on... The media trying to divide black people up Because it's political season now You know what I'm saying So they're trying to politicize everything And making these hit pieces To try to divide us up As a, as a unit of, of people And I don't like it And so there's an article that came out Written by this dude that works for Vibe magazine Richie Rosario And the headline is Straight black men's silence on Jesse Smollett's Homophobic and racist attack is dangerous And he said, being black and gay can't, can't be broken down into blocks that fit into your desired identity politics. Both identities can't live without each other. I agree, right? That's what they highlighted. But um, in the article, he says something that I was, he speaks to, um, first of all, he accuses a black men of being silent, which is not true. Black men were not silent. Um, Kevin Hart spoke out. Steve Harvey spoke out. These are just the famous ones because he's a famous dude and that's who the representatives are for black men. So that's a lie. What he's saying is factually wrong first of all so this headline is already crap because I, I just debunked it before I even read the article but he tries to make it out to be that tries to make and when he's writing this article he makes it seem like he's in existential danger when he's around heterosexual black male spaces and he goes into saying something about having like he says prayers before he goes into the local barbershop and he's been, been overheard call, being called a faggot well I've been, been overheard getting called a nigga so you know what I'm saying and you know I've had people call me names too <laughs> so I mean The name calling Is a part of your identity bro And that's just something that you gotta just rock with 
because you know yes you are double marginalized i'll give you that i'm not i'll intersect with you on that but at the same time you're mainly marginalized mainly and why you feel such anger and things is because you're black because if you were a white gay dude you would you know probably be somewhere balling or something I don't know if you're not balling now, so I'm not speaking to the brothers' pockets. But what I'm saying is, the black com- com- gay community is just different than the the white gay community, and so on a lot of different um, levels, economic and socially. Um, and there's a lot of openly white uh, gay races too. So that's that goes into another conversation. But what I want to speak to is like I don't like the narrative that's being brewed that like black men are the problems of that what's everything that's wrong in black society. That's not that's not realistic. That's not intelligent. And that's not something we should continue to perpetuate. And we need to speak out when we see things in articles like this that are floating around because um, people read this stuff. Young women, single women read this stuff. <laughs> single men read this stuff. Young men read this stuff. And it shapes their identities and it shapes their their, their ideologies on how we deal with one another. And if all um, we got it's bad enough that all white people show to other white people, in essence, is on all their media platforms is black man this black black bad black man that you know ignorant black man this you know what i'm saying powerless black man that in essence that's all you see um about black men it's just him in a very suppressed damped down form and so if you always see that in the negative light or when you see him he's not really doing much and most of the brothers not most of the brothers but there are some brothers and that get promoted they have white women so do you get this narrative from their media that just boom, 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 boom. Of just negative stereotype, negative stereotype, negative stereotype. Successful black man with a white woman or a light-skinned woman. And I'll speak to that later on in the podcast too. But, because there's nothing wrong with a white woman or a light-skinned woman. But I'll speak to why we have to understand things and learn to be at peace with things too. I'll get that to later. But I want to keep, keep on this. Straight black men don't hate gay men. We don't think about y'all. We don't consider y'all. And that's probably part of the problem. I guess that he's trying to say. But what he's saying is factually incorrect. Because even me and my straight black male homies. When we talk about it. We we out on the phone. We talked about it. Like, damn, bro. You see what happened to old buddy? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dog. That was cold. You know what I mean? Like, we was talking about it. So it's not. Don't don't try to push this fake narrative that black that black men have don't have consciousness or emotion or empathy for other black people other than themselves. Because at the end of the day, Jesse Smollett still is a black man. And we understand as, as a black man, like, yo, they attacked him because he's, feel me, he's there, they were white men that attacked a black man. Okay, he's gay, cool, all right? That's cool. But, you know what I'm saying? He got attacked because he's a black man. And so, the media is just, all, just for the past couple of days, just trying to make it seem like black men, you know, we just don't give a damn about anybody that's not on code with us we're like what we want and really all black men want is other black people at least intelligent brothers that are trying to uh, galvanize and unify us or you or get some type of group code like thinking we're trying to just show you how it is and how you're going wrong it within it and how we went wrong within it too so just respect it and at the end of the day we don't agree with you know the lifestyle that gay men choose to agree with and i think they should understand that we don't agree with it and it's not because of some bigotry it's just because of what we do and we, nine times out of ten we don't want to be and, and 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 it's not a hateful indifference because i don't like that either because we do we just do our thing and I, that's the best way i could describe it you know what i'm saying like i said you don't see a whole bunch of um i was talking to a friend the other day and i told him you don't see a whole bunch of straight men hanging with lesbians it's not a straight black man thing you know what I'm saying? it's a man thing and as straight black men you have to keep in mind that you are men still <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you're gay, but you're a man, and don't let you what you do in the bedroom shape you and make you think that you're a woman because you're not a woman. You're a man, 
And so any beef that we're going to have with you is on some man stuff. And if you're gay, that does that, that may play a part into it. That's true. If we're being confrontational with you. But really, you have to look at it on a man-to-man level. So yes, black men did speak out when another black man, regardless of what he does in the bedroom, got beat down because it was wrong and it was hateful and it was racist. Something that we all go into. So that's what we need to understand, that we're black first. Regardless of what you do, regardless if you're a CEO, whatever, you're still black. And when they try to divide us off into, you know, um, light skin, dark skin, which these are all real things, but light skin, dark skin, or gay, straight, I'm a woman. No, you're a black woman. You're a black gay man. (laughs) You're a black man who's gay. Really, that's what I say. I think you're a black man who's gay. That's it. Just like, I'm a a black man who's straight. That's how you want to break it down. That's what it is. (laughs) So... We gotta stop this narrative that we hate gay men We really don't We really don't We don't even It's not something that we even consider enough Except outside the fact that like We just don't really fool with What y'all do in the bedroom Like that's it Like other than that If you playing ball And I, this is an experience that I've had in life You play ball with us And we see you out there hooping We're like oh, okay cool Or if you just chilling Whatever doing your thing You know what I'm saying It's when you try to step to us Or you try to tell us how we need to be Is when we push back and yes, some of that may come out as ignorance And that's not a cool on our part But at the same time, you have to understand We just don't agree with what you do in the bedroom We're diametrically opposed to it And if you respect that Then you can find a common ground with us And I know I've experienced I've, I know gay dudes in my, in my, um, my military career especially That they, I feel like they had a level of respect for That we were straight And it was no thing It was not a thing It was no beef It was no, we see them We trying to beat them down every time it was on And it was a lot of gay men at your code airbase and brothers that were stationed with me know what I'm saying is true. There's a lot of brothers that you gay brothers at your code airbase, and it wasn't no mass riot. We wasn't smacking gay brothers down and nothing like that. It wasn't true. It just didn't happen. <laughs> so we need to stop with this whole gay black men and black straight black men can't exist without some violence going on. That's a lie. Now if you get out of pocket or you say something that's off the wall, we're clowning you. Yes, yes. But you know what I'm saying. So stop with that. I don't like that nigga. I don't like that. In, I don't like that narrative. They're trying to build that narrative up to divide black people up in general, just like they try to make the whole independent black woman thing a thing. You know what I'm saying? To divide us up so that we don't unify. You know what I'm saying? Which leads me to my next point, which is Killer Mike, the Killer Mike interview, which was very good. That's a very. That's what I'm saying. That's a, that's the that's the black Killer Mike an example of the black man they don't want to promote. They don't want that black people to know that 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 ideology that Killer Mike has. A lot of black men have. You know what I'm saying? And if you give us more positive, your, your more of your positivity instead of your negativity, because black men, we get straight. And, and I'm saying black men for a reason, because that fall that you a gay men, you fall under the umbrella of a black man. We get the world's hatred and we give the world's hatred and it's not good to for our community. So sometimes we just need to number one, we need to understand that we're um Doing abusive things and, and do things to correct that and stop and, and, and stop the abuse. But two, we need to seek out more healthy-minded people too to help us build because we don't have a nation and and America is not is is just different nations living together. You know what I'm saying? And our nation is the weakest nation, so they take advantage of our they take advantage of our nation because we don't build it up. You know what I'm saying? And people might be like, oh, it's black nationalism, this and that. Well, white nationalism seems to have gotten black people far. I mean, white people a long way. Uh, to the point where it, dra- it literally kills black people Racism literally kills us Duke did studies about this We literally die from just dealing with it On an everyday basis But um, going back to the Killer Mike interview Because a lot of people like to point to The, the fact that DJ Envy is light skinned And uh, he's had some of the views that he has And 
um, him and Killer Mike was getting into a beef, and Killer Mike kept saying, "Yeah, I know it's the typical light skin, dark skin nigga argument because light skin dudes is, you know, what I'm saying." But 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 what is interesting about that is there's a level of truth to what he was saying and a level of intelligence to what he was saying too that you guys may gloss it over as just oh he just doing that thing again because how colorism does affect people's different ideologies is very important, and so. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm gonna break it down though I'm gonna break it down right quick Because see It all starts around When when Well it starts when we get here Obviously as slaves But obviously everybody knows Majority of the black American slaves That came here You know They were up the Atlantic uh, Mid-Atlantic coast And in the southeast There were slaves in New York But the northeast Abolished slavery A lot earlier than um, The southeast And, uh, and really the uh, Mid-Atlantic So like, like areas like Maryland For those that don't know Areas like Maryland And all those At the time of the Civil War Those were all Confederate states Literally Washington D.C. I want to paint you this picture So that you can understand Because this does matter Where you're from on the map Matters And this is why um, I'm going to take I'm going to break this I'm going to take this And I'm going to build it up And show you where I'm going with it So just follow me Washington D.C. Where Abraham Lincoln was Fighting a war Was literally surrounded by Confederate states <laughs> So I just want you to paint you that picture Delaware uh, like I said, Virginia, uh, Maryland, yeah, Pennsylvania had had some Confederate state leanings. So, um, he, he came at a time, and, and 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 what people also need to understand, black people need to understand too, that this whole abolitionist movement. See, they tried to white people tried to, because their media is so loud and their voice is so loud, they tried to amplify the importance of the abolitionists, um, and the number of abolitionists. Yeah, man, there weren't that many abolitionists. There weren't that many people down to ride for you. But anyway, I digress on that one. But that, but that goes into what I'm trying to point to. All right. So we, because we, because we, because that builds on the narrative that the North and places outside of the South are some t- somehow more liberal, because you know you might see a little bit more interracial dating and things of this nature. So obviously, because white men and black men and white men are sleeping together, black women and white men and vice versa, black women and white men are sleeping together. That can't be couched in racism, because how could you be racist and have sex with somebody? Y'all don't understand what was going on in the plantation system, and y'all don't have a very good understanding of slavery. And y'all, and y'all we and we understand these things. I'm never going to say that we understand these things, but we don't put them in the proper context. So yes, white white men been having sex with black women uh, for a while, with and with with and without their uh, permission, uh, making them like a love romantic relationship. If you do your history and research your history, you'll find that interloping between white men and black women, and vice versa, vice versa. Black women and, and uh, white women and black men too, you know what I'm saying. And it was not always um, coerced. I mean, it was not always yeah, it was not always coerced, and it was not always rape either. There was a level of intimacy with it too that would make you think. But she was still a slave, and that's what you guys have to understand within that. So there's always going to be that dynamic. Never, and that's and that's why you that's why people have to understand that they're black first because that is a powerful thing or african-american first or african descent first whatever you want to say so anyway just to paint that picture that the confederate states pretty much were the country pretty much and the thing about it is they was so it just so happened that because the the the, uh democratic party which was the institution of racism while all the black people tend to love to vote for the democratic party got fractured it allowed for a third party to take advantage of that and go into the and go into the white house so because um, while Abraham Lincoln won the election He didn't win a plurality of the vote He did not have a mandate <laughs> He just won the election Because everybody else was divided up So um, As 
so that that's that's the true context of the country. See, that's the meat and bones of the country that's going on. It's not just oh, white men thought slavery was bad, white men ended slavery. That's not what was going on. The vast majority of the country and the war was not even fought over to end slavery. So it wasn't even that you wanted your the North didn't want your your black asses, our black asses out of slavery. They just didn't want slavery to go past the South because they wanted to be able to go out west into the Midwest and make money on their own dime because they got tired of rich elites. <laughs> so that's how capitalism fuels racism. Anyway. Um. So so yeah, Major- Abraham Lincoln did what he did against the wishes of the majority of the nation. You know what I'm saying? In reality, in reality, um, the majority of the people of the nation, anyway, not the majority of the leaders of the nation at the time. But even then, yeah, he did actually. Even then, if you research the, the Lincoln presidency, he did do a lot of, and they were he was called a tyrant. He expanded presidential power during his. So yeah, even Lincoln, he did do things against the against the nation's wishes. That's North and South. So we're thinking about um, these. When we think about America geographically, we have to stop thinking that um, Southern racism is different than Northern racism. It's not. It's different, but it's not. It's still racism. You're not escaping racism anywhere you go in America. There is no lessening of it. There is no more of it. The only thing is the intensity of it and the numbers of black other black people that can um, inoculate you from it, can shield you from it. That's it. That's the only differences is between the Northern racism and Southern racism. Because when you get outside the South, the country is very white. Very white Very white Like extremely white And that's why you see When you go through history You see all the A lot of the riots Like during the Civil War um, After they've been fighting For four years Lincoln tried to pass Some conscription act To get black people to I mean to get To get uh, you know People that In New York City And other places To, to the Union Army In the Northeast That's primarily who they were And you, for those of you That don't know what happened Is there were race riots They killed black people The Irish And all the other immigrants That were living in New York At the time Killed black people Because they were like Yo we don't want to fight For your freedom this is a, they, they proceeded to be over you So what I'm saying You guys have to understand The different context Of what was going on In these places Because then you begin to think you, You'll trick yourself Into thinking that Because you're from this place And because you have This type of woman That your life is different But you know You're still a black man In America You have to understand That context So that's one of the reasons Why um, Envy and, and uh, Killer Mike Disagree Because Envy's From New York And uh, Killer Mike Is from the South and what do you have in the South versus what do you have in the North? You have a bigger population of black people. You have a relationship with not only the elite white people as far as they know what you can do as far as your production and making stuff. You have a poor white people and poor black people relationship. Now, I'm not saying it's not oppressive because it's still oppressive. But what you also have, like I said, the key word is that I'm, that I'm operating off of is a big black population. And that allowed you to build institutions. And that's why when he was speaking, because in the North, there are no black institutions, really. Even in, even in HBCUs. And he, he could say that's to keep black people in the South. People could say that. And that's true. And that's true. That might be what, why they were engineered to keep black people here, because that's where white people really want us. They want us away from them. And I think we want to be away from them, generally speaking, if you're being honest with yourself, for the most part. But um, for the most part. But we have to work and live work And it's not a hatred thing But you want to be around more black people that reaffirm you And that's basically what Killer Mike was speaking to He was speaking to Look man We have these black institutions We have Booker T. Washington High School We have George Washington Carver High School We have Martin Luther King High School These are powerful black men And we need more black schools And that they're black women That's true No doubt I know that's what people come with. That's probably the first thing that is going to be a criticism of a woman, but that is true. We need Michelle Obamas and schools like that. But what he's saying is we can build these more. That's what he's saying, though. That's, his whole, that's the whole crux of what he's trying to say is we need to invest in this because this reaffirms that. When you go to a school that is has the halls are Woodrow Wilson Hall, 
that does something to you psychologically, especially if you study Woodrow Wilson and you find out that he was a Democratic Party racist. The man screamed birth of a nation in his office that he didn't like black people. <laughs> and he was one of those eugenicists too that wanted to prove that black people were like, because of our DNA, like we were like, like just inherently dumber than them. So, but that's what you want to integrate to. And you find that stuff in the Northeast because that's what white people do. They live in the South, they get their money up and they become white elites. And then they turn and create laws and forget about you. But when you're in the South and you're on the little plantation playing with them, it's all good because we're kids. You know what I'm saying? But when it's time to compete and bang for scraps, things get real funny style. And black people, we have yet to realize like, yo, we need to come and build on what, upon what we have and take it to the next level. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, Frederick Douglass was the, Mar- the Barack Obama of his age. I, that stood out to me when he said that. I was like, wow, that's true. He's biracial. He was intelligent. Except, you know, he came up from slavery, literally slavery. <laughs> And Barack Obama, he rose up to with a white mama, a Kenyan daddy, similar, a bit similar. But Frederick Douglass had ties to American history. That's the big difference that Barack Obama didn't have. He didn't have that 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 blood and slave ancestry that um, um, Frederick Douglass had. That gave Frederick Douglass his legitimacy. That gives Frederick Douglass more legitimacy to most black people. Anyway, I'm digressing off of that. I'm getting off my point. Um, but Killer Mike, is, what he was trying to speak to was... Um, Uh, like us tie, us building up ourselves And a lot of his ideologies Comes from like he said I was in the south I know that we can have money I know that we can have things Because in the south That's where you saw it When you like I said If you go back And you guys read more than just You know Bossip And all these other news blogs If you read about yourself You'll find Cities like Richmond Cities like Atlanta Cities like um, uh, New Orleans There were cities in, in Florida black, There were black businesses everywhere Montgomery, Alabama uh, Birmingham, Alabama Like he was, he was naming them but we don't we don't take that ideology and we don't export it. And when you move outside, and he, he used another keyword, and this is why they disagree too. But once again, this is why I'm breaking down where they're from on the map, why it plays into the ideology. If you look, if you if you um, look inside of what he was saying, he said hostility. He said you put your kids in a hostile environment, and it's very true. As a as a as a black man who was raised up until my later years of life, not around black people. It is a very hostile environment for a black child to be the only black child in an all-white school. That is. And, and a lot of black parents, when he's speaking to something very specific, that we don't stay in our community and we don't build our community so our community doesn't grow. We get it. And he said, and they asked him about segregation integration. He spoke to that. And it's the same concept. We always leave. You know what I'm saying? So that's another thing. Him and he was speaking about that. But envy, coming from envy's from, that's all he knows. All he knows is the hood is all poor people. Because in the North, that's what you see. Because people, immigrants coming from the United States are going to where? New York, Ellis Island, the Statue of Liberty. So that's, of course, he's going to have that ideology. Because for he sees like, yo, man, we all poor together. You know what I'm saying? There's poor Latinos, there's poor Caribbean people who support everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's good. It's all about money. So that's where, that's where his, his, his blackness is more capitalist driven and not so much identity driven as it is for the dark skin brother. So the light skin, dark skin thing comes up again. But also, like I said, where he's from plays into. There's not, outside from Miami and New Orleans, there's not mass immigration to America in the South, really. And, and, and Atlanta and, and, and Charleston and all of those places are in Sumter. Like he said, he named Sumter. I lived in Sumter. If he, uh, uh, North Carolina, a lot of those places are a lot of, we're not, they're not high immigrant populations. So yeah, if you have though, if you're from that area, if one of those cities, you're gonna have an ideology of what's wrong with interracial dating, what's wrong with, um, you know, because you see a lot of mixed people. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with that? And that's why Envy's coming from that because what Envy grew up is, yo, you know what I'm saying? She's Puerto Rican. She know I'm black. She know my daddy's black. My daddy's black. Her mama's Puerto Rican. It's a melting pot of cultures, and that's good too. 
You know what I'm saying? But you know, at the end of the day, we just need to agree ultimately, and they do, and they do agree ultimately about getting money. And you know, um, but one of the major things that we have to do is we have to set, stop this petty um, arguing over nothing because that argument didn't need to happen. And Killer Mike kept saying that he wasn't stepping to Envy about what Envy was saying because once again, he knows Envy. And Envy kept making it about himself, but it wasn't really about him. It wasn't really about Envy at all. It was about it was about yo brother or brothers out here that don't think like you. Yeah, you come from New York. Yeah, you're Cuban or whatever Puerto Rican and black. You got a Puerto Rican wife. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But you understand you have a connection to your black culture. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what you know, and that's what you're rocking with. And you should seek that out at all times. You should let that give you confidence. You should let that give you. Um, you should use what you're learning from these places. What these places mean to give you let your curiosity. You know what I'm saying? Lead you places. Instead of what other people tell you, other people leading you places. Let your own curiosity lead you places. Because you never know what you could do. But you're not going to get that if you're going to Andrew Jackson. That's another thing that he spoke about. Um, when, I think I touched on that already, though. But, 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 but Killer Mike was talking about the schools in the South and how they're at Booker T. Washington. And, how they're, and they're not all schools in the South because there are a lot of Robert E. Lee schools and stuff like that. But those are probably your charter schools, your magnet schools, schools where there's a lot of white kids. Let's keep it real. Um, the Robert E. Lee schools But the schools that are Booker T. Washington And Martin Luther King Those are predominantly black schools And if we invest in those Like he said If you get active Like he said We can continue to build upon those schools Those schools Those public schools can be of use <laughs> We don't maximize it We don't do anything We just We think public is Yo man Public is useless Well it's useless You're still paying on it Whether you use it or not And that's real So why not improve it So that people can use it You know what I mean And, 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 and even if you think If you break down the, psycho, the psychological level of Going to Andrew Jackson Like even Angelique Yee spoke to it She went to a school And they write Nigga go home on the wall It's a very hostile Relationship that you have When you're one of few black people in, in a room full of white people They're very hostile towards you They say a lot of messed up stuff to you And they're kids We know that But it helps shape your ide- ideology And when you're able to Keep your kid away from that By and large They are able to grow Even Michelle Obama um, I was reading this, I'm reading this book Rereading this book um, we were eight years of power And Ta-Nehisi Coates He did an expose on Michelle Obama And she was speaking about The south side of Chicago And how it was a community That yes it had poverty And it had affluence But it was a community And black people all looked out For each other And things of that nature And it wasn't perfect See we always idealize stuff Instead of just You know Because the older black people And they look out for the youngins Especially if they see a youngin That's trying to do something You know what I'm saying That's just what it is not all of us And there's predators But that's what we have to get Into our own communities And get the predators out So you know what I mean But when you're not coming from that And you don't have that It's very easy for your confidence To be destroyed And you not believe in yourself So you can be very intelligent You can have all these skills But if you don't believe it in yourself Nobody can make you see it Because all, everything is, comes from within you One of the laws of economics One of the principles of economics I think it's like the eighth or ninth principle Principle of economics is uh, A country's ability a country's uh, standard of living depends on its ability to produce goods and services for itself. And that goes back to a mental level. If you can't produce mental goods for yourself, if you can't produce the I love for yourself, then you need to go fix that. And this is why black people need to go to mental health. I'm going to make a confession right now. It's not even a confession. I'm going to therapy actively right now. I did therapy last Monday. I'm going back on February 11th. I'm talking over problems, man, things that bother me, things that prevent me from being the best me. And I'm encouraging all my black people, black men especially, Gay, straight, transgender, whatever. Go see therapy, man. I'm not trying to attack your sexuality or your sexual preference or your identity preference. I'm attacking how you how you place that on, on your racial level. Because we need to get together. Because, yeah, man. And so what you see in the South is you see poverty in the South still. Nobody's saying that. But you also do see a level of middle class in the South. And you see an upper class in the South. Now, 
how level on code we are we, that's something that we need to fix out internally but we're talking about economics here and that's what that's what a lot of um um black people are driven by ultimately the least intelligent ones we understand that in the, the day all this shit doesn't matter it's just all about dollars and cents um and so up north when you get to the northern states and the midwest and stuff like that you don't have that reinforcement of black culture and black middle class and black upper class and black intellectuality in large numbers so your children are just everything they identify themselves is with white so that's what he was speaking to because like i said like he said his dad uh his dad took him out of andrew jackson high school so if you live up north it makes sense for you to go to private school because the public school is racist and you know what I'm saying? And it ain't doing nothing for you. So with Envy saying, nobody's knocking Envy. And Envy kept trying to make it about him. Nah, man, you come from a different place in this union. You know what I'm saying? You come from a different state in this union that has different racial... Uh, they deal racism different over there. You know what I'm saying? Your identity is different. How you cope with it is different. How you decide to move about it is different. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? At all. At all. Whatsoever. What Envy was saying. But Envy just was getting in his feelings because of how... Passionate and how outspoken about what he was saying, Mike Killer Mike was, and he was saying how you should invest in black, invest in black. But Envy doesn't come for what is a wealth of that, and he doesn't. His his world isn't that, but Killer Mike's is. So it just has to be a unity, and they are there is a unity at the end of the day between them. But um, yeah, and what we, and what we have to understand is um, you know where you are on the map matters. When you look at um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, look at how they came up. If you look at their backstories, Martin Luther King came up on Auburn Street. Which was had a bunch of black businesses, you know what I'm saying? It was making money, you know what I mean? His dad was a church. He went to uh, 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 high school, you know what I'm saying? I forget what high school he went to, but he went to high school in Atlanta. Went to Morehouse, which is a black college, you know what I'm saying? Then he went up north and got his, you know, master's education, the liberal stuff. He combined the two and he fought for black people. Whereas Malcolm X went through, uh, his dad got the got the physical racism. They killed his daddy, you know what I'm saying? Burned him up. Uh, his mama got the, got the economic racism So he understood the game from both levels And what brothers tend to do Is they tend to beef over that Because you experience a different type of racism I experience my right No, 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 no We do need to have black nationalism As an ideology I don't care what nobody says That might sound radical It's not really radical It's really Black nationalism is black economics That's it That's all a nation is Economics And black people we don't have them And so we, stop, we need to stop debating over Well in my state You know what I'm saying Because we're in, 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 in essence Like I said You have to look at America Geopolitically America is bigger than a lot of some, some states in America are bigger than a lot of countries So you have to look at yourself You're from a different country And each different country So you're from Texas you're, from, you're, you're a Texan If you're from Florida You're a Floridian If you're from Georgia You're a Georgian And we deal with racism All different ways It each has unique history Different laws So we gotta stop I know that we They try to paint us like We're all Americans We are But your state is different Because what you deal with is local you know what I'm saying? We try to come together under one banner, and we do, and that's good. Just like the European Union. But they, what you have to understand, like I said, is where you come from is different. So, like I said, in New Jersey, in New York, and in, Min- and, in, and in Minnesota, and in California, and a lot of these other places that are not predominantly black and do not have a relationship with black people, even a slave-master-slave relationship, um, it is going to be a, a bit different in how the racism affects you. And like I said, it becomes a racist synergy because what you have to understand is when the land, when 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 the white supremacist government killed the, uh, when moved the Mexicans went to the Mexico War and moved out west, a lot of people from the south wanted to take their slaves out there, and a lot of people from the north wanted to get their hustle on out there, <laughs> on the free land. So you have to understand this. Like these people, it's all about money for them. So it needs to be all about money for us. And, it's, and they share money with each other. You know what I'm saying? After they conquered Texas and California, what did they do? They told white men, yo, man, if you can get out there, 
we'll give you $160, man. You can have 500 acres. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what it, that's what this country's always been built off. And nobody in this country, let me say this again. I'm going to digress from what I'm saying for just half a second. Nobody in America should believe in the American dream and our ability to attain it more than black people and our relationship with this nation because we literally built this. We should be the most profitable people in this nation, but we're not because we spent too much time trying to figure out how to integrate into white society instead of, you know, do business with white society. And that's why coming up in this um, election, we got to be very on code. We got to make sure that we're not just giving our vote away just because somebody could twerk. But anyway, yeah, man. So when you're looking at the, when you're looking at America that way, you begin to understand. And as you move further and further in history, away from chattel, the chattel slavery um, time, you begin to see as black people migrate to other places, you see more devastating poverty outside of the South. I'm not saying the South ain't isn't broke. There aren't broke black people in the South because there's generally not a lot of money in the South. Genuinely, generally, generally. Generally, that's true. But there's more money elsewhere. But the black people that are living elsewhere are generally way poorer and more destitute than in the South. That's that's just what it is. That's just the truth. Because in the South, you have cities where you where we have come together and built things and share our wealth and have black businesses and clubs and a culture. And do we need to improve upon that? Yes, but we have the infrastructure. And that's basically what um, Killer Mike was speaking to. Like, we have the infrastructure right here. We just want to look elsewhere for it. You know what I'm saying? Because, yes, there is a history of um, racist brutality in the South, and that's caused a lot of the migration. But what you find out is when you get out west and up north and in northeast and and, and north north, <laughs> you find that the racism is just as bad and worse. My friend, uh, I have a close friend, he moved to Minnesota. He told me, like, yo, man, you don't see no black workers out here, no black uh, uh, um, what did he say? You don't see no black. You don't see any black professionals down here. And that's very important because a black professional is majority of what most of people are trying to become at a minimum is a black professional. You just want to make ends meet, have a nice savings account, transition that. Maybe you want to buy a house or two. See what I'm saying? You just want to do that. You're not trying to start a Fortune 500 CEO company. You're not trying to be that. You're just trying to. And Killer Mike spoke to that too. And that's another reason why they disagree. Killer Mike was trying to tell people how to. Um, he's speaking to the working class. And. DJ Envy was speaking more towards the district raw capitalist spirit, which I'm more in line with that too. That's why I said ultimately they did they agree because they are both entrepreneurs. They're just coming from two different perspectives, from two different places on the map, with two different histories. That's basically all I'm trying to say. And so, um, yeah, that's basically what he was saying. Like, yeah, that's cool, you know, but you know, we got to get money at the end of the day. And so when you're when you're when you're economically starved like that, and you see such a drastic because there's a lot more money in the north, and there's a lot more. Um, you know, broke black people up there too. And broke black people, you know, they tend to get, they are getting to the money up there. But the point is, Killer Mike comes from a place where he sees black people not only just survive, he sees black people to set up things for themselves. And so he's speaking to that. And we could do that everywhere. You could do that in LA. There was black a black um, business class, black business center in Los Angeles. And white people built highways through it. But that don't mean we can't build it again. We just need to build it again And we need to protect it again And that's really At the end of the day That's what Killer Mike was saying And that's what most Heterosexual black men Are about You know what I'm saying That's what most men Are about in general really <laughs> But especially us the, the, the quote unquote Straight black men That's what we're about And that's Killer Mike is more indicative Of our ideology Than that article That came out recently um, That was That was basically saying That black men Just want to oppress And abuse Everybody in the world That's not true you know what I'm saying? That's not that's not true. 
you know, we're all oppressed and abused in our own right, and that's true. I can I can understand that. I can understand a level of intersectionality. I don't agree with it at all because I believe that I'm black first. I can understand it though. I can understand how people come to it, but I'm black first. That's what me and you are gonna always intersect. If you're gonna intersect with me, you intersect with me along the lines of being black. If you're black, I'm riding with you. And I think that's very important. And I think we should be more outspoken about it. Because white people, they don't they are outspoken about theirs. And we're not outspoken about ours. And when we are, we get demonized. Like I said, we get shown on the media. Every time you see on the nightly news, we you know rob somebody, kill somebody, shot somebody, beat up some woman. You know what I'm saying? Every time there's a there's a face of a big movement, we're the face of it. Ray Rice hit his girl, so black men are the face of domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? It's not right. And um we need to speak about that And what I want to speak to next Is just the, the psychological abuse That all black people are going through now And have been through And historically Because when we come When we came to America You know what I'm saying We had to get abused Into a certain state Of servitude That's how you do that You whip and beat people Into servitude You know So we So a lot of this integration stuff Comes from a slave-like mentality That's why Killer Mike was going off Saying that chump stuff Because it is chump stuff Because if you're looking To integrate into A white man's society Who has told you Shown you time and time again that he does not want you here That there's something going wrong there There's an abuse there that you haven't There's an abusive cycle there that you haven't decided to stop You know what I mean And there's lots of different abuse And abuse uh, shows itself in a lot of ways Like I said people abuse drugs People get abused in relationships People get abused by their parents You know what I'm saying Par- Kids abuse their parents That happens too Very rarely very, but not in the, Very rarely in the black community But it does happen It does happen but you know There's all types of Abusive relationships And you have to Have to recognize that abuse And we get economically Abused with white people Into Black people were it's, it's, it's a fact Economic data Shows Like black people were Better off Under segregation Than integration In certain areas On the map Now Because in reality Black people now Under this inter, inter, Integrated Open America You're not any better off Than you would have been Back then anyway <laughs> In the south So I don't understand the long game, we weren't thinking the long game, and that's the thing about us. Because we're abused and we want to trust white society as a whole, we don't have a healthy skepticism that we should have. We should have a a yeah, we should have a healthy skepticism and a healthy cynicism of everything white society does, everything they show us, everything they try to teach our children. Because it's not um beneficial to us. And we have, like I said once again, we have so much evidence of this, historical evidence. Uh, educational data All this stuff That proves like We don't fare When we try to go in them With them in small numbers We don't fare Very well But when we get together In large numbers Yes there are those of us That are going to suffer That's capitalism That's capitalism Capitalism is not Everybody eats Capitalism is like A survival of the fittest Type of economic status You know what I'm saying But where you're going to Survive the most You have to at least Come together as a group And say okay We're going to buy And sell and trade With ourselves you know what I'm saying? All across the nation even. It doesn't have to, like I said, if you want to live in L.A., live in L.A. Nobody's saying don't live in L.A. But understand that, yo, the racism is on in L.A. Because you're not the majority and you're the minority. Like like a mug. And in the South, they can't say the same about us. There's a lot of us down South. So the, the racism is different. You know what I'm saying? It's the same, but it's also a bit different. There's a bit different of relationship with us. We've learned to, sort of down South, we've kind of learned to just um, do our thing. But it's not, then doing our thing, we need to do more than just our thing. And like I said, we got to get over our, the abuse that we've been through in life And the trauma that we've been through in life That prevents us from doing fruitful things In our lives You know what I mean? And that's what Killer Mike was kind of speaking to The confidence Being around a lot of intelligent black people As a black person Is empowering Because you're like Wow, I did not know there were many this, this many people that thought like me You know? But if you don't see that You're never going to think that You're going to begin to believe What white people say about you Especially if you're reading in white books Like yo, you are You ain't shit You ain't um, 
nothing all you guys were slaves and white people fought for your slavery you know and you know what I'm saying and then as you get older you begin to read more and if you never like I said deal with some of the ramifications of that 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 has uh, permeated just our individual relationships because like I said I think I said this on the last podcast black people we come from a slave culture we definitely have a culture we have a servitude slave culture that's what it is <laughs> that's the genesis of most black Americans in this land like most people of us that were born we were not born in Africa we were born here in America and we were born into this psychological thinking that we can't do we shouldn't do we shouldn't try you know what I mean and that's not we got to get out of that that's the first step to breaking um, the so called slave chains is get over it you don't always thinking that you need somebody to survive that's even in a relationship like I said that translates to relationship levels women that are in abusive relationships sometimes sometimes they feel like they need this man to survive no you don't need that man to survive there could be another man that can provide you what you need and the love that you need not just abuse you and kick you around and it goes the same thing with black people we shouldn't always look to white people to give us what we need which was Killer Mike was speaking to and that's not what Envy was speaking to but Envy was speaking to more of a cultural thing more of a cultural thing they just disagree about their culture like how they came up They're not disagreeing About their end goal And basically With Killer Mike His culture informs His end goal You know what I'm saying So you just have to get out Of the psychological Abuse of things You have to begin To believe that you can do For yourself And see other people Like you that are aspiring To do for themselves Like oh dang This brother really believes He can do it too Well that means I can do it So let me get with this brother Since we both think We can do it And let's put our minds To getting it done <laughs> But you're not gonna find that In certain places Not saying that you're not Gonna find it but you will find it You can find it But you have to seek that out And like they spoke to another thing That's being very forgiving being, We should be very forgiving Towards one another That's very true I agree with that 100,000% You know what I'm saying We have to forgive ourselves first Once again Because like I said Most black people in this country Have been abused And the darker you are The more you've probably been abused That's just true Because you know We got this colorism thing And this racism thing Like we like Like the lighter skin Fair skin things Are treated as better You know what I'm saying the lighter skin, fair skin people and the darker skin people are treated as not worthy. So darker skin you know, men, they get jailed the most. That's just what it is. That's just a, that's just a bias within uh, civilized human, uh, human society, human nature, if you want to call it. That's what they call it, human nature. That's just how it is. We, because of how we've been, you know, treated by this white supremacist doctrine that white is right. We can't break and look at our own skin and be like, dang, and look at your own history and look at your own folks. And be like, wow, we've come a long way in a short period of time. <laughs> In a very short period of time, we've come a long way, but we haven't, the biggest thing we haven't learned to do, and I spoke to it, and I echo it, and that's going to be the underlying theme of my podcast, and that's who I'm speaking to, the black men that think like this, these are the black men that I want to listen to in my podcast and help me grow, and I want to grow with you brothers, is we have to learn to think like a group, and build like a group, you know what I'm saying, and that way we can inoculate ourselves from white racism. Michelle Obama spoke to it, like I said, in the book Eight Years of Power. She spoke to it growing up in Southside Chicago. That no, it wasn't perfect, but it was a community. It was a community. And everybody could come up if we all try to ride together. But if we try to think that we're going to, you know, get with somebody of who's white simply because she's going to help me, you know, get up to um, a higher economic bracket, that's corny because your black woman could get you there too. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy they spoke to all these things. Like I said, Envy disagreed once again because he's a brother that grew up in New York City. And yeah, there's Caribbeans, there's Afro-Caribbeans. So yeah, man, we understand, bro. We understand. There's, there's black Puerto Ricans and all that stuff. We understand, bro. We understand that. You know, but we're saying just identify as black, understand your African ancestry, and rock with us. And do what us our thing. And we got to get over the psychological abuse. You know? Because, you know, that psychological abuse lends itself to economic abuse. And it creates a cycle. 
And if enough people are abused, if you look at black people, we've been abused historically. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. That is our narrative in America. We've been abused and we, because of our abuse, it makes us want to work hard and prove ourselves to people. And we prove ourselves to people and they take money from us and, you know, they don't do, us, they don't do anything from us, for us. So we have to get away from this abusive relationship. That's what it is. That's what racism was. That's what slavery was. That's what Jim Crow in the South is. That's what the relationship between black people and white people generally is an abusive relationship. And the only way, the best relationship that we can ever have, the most fruitful relationship we can have, is a business relationship with white people. And in order for us to have proper business relationships with white people, we have to educate and understand ourselves. You know? And black men, we shouldn't perpetuate this thing. We got to break it from that. Yo, man, all that clowning brothers because they like to read and talk about things that you don't like to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you need to look inside yourself and figure why is it that you only like to play video games and do silly stuff all the time. You never like to talk about nothing uplifting. You need to check yourself. Maybe some, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you got something in your mind that's making you think that you should settle for less and you should only settle for this. Because when brothers are trying to kick to you, man, sometimes we need to learn how to nurture one another, nurture one another's ideas, nurture one another's thoughts, instead of always step down on it. Yeah, you can tell somebody, yo, man, I don't know if that's a, no, that don't sound well thought out to me. That's not the same thing as saying, oh, man, you can't do that. Or telling a woman what she can't do. Or trying to ensure that a woman doesn't grow. Your, your black woman can't grow because you're scared that she might leave you. That's corny talk. You know what I'm saying? We don't own one another. But if we can plant proper seeds with one another, we can grow together. You know what I'm saying? Because this is imperative. We're at a state that we need to do it because we're not in a position of power right now. And right now, politically, they got Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. All these light-skinned, uh, racially ambiguous Negroes trying to run for office. Man, don't fall for that. Because if they're not talking money and how to give it to us... That's not, that's not what it needs to be At the end of the day Because at the end of the day They'll talk reparations Like the um, Alexandria uh, Cortez girl She was talking about reparations She, she mixed in um, uh, Puerto Ricans and, and, and Mexicans And there are black Puerto Rican Mexicans But we're talk, what we're speaking about dog Is black people in America Black Americans People that identify as black we're not speaking to other groups that have been marginalized because other groups are immigrant groups. Other groups are not the foundation that came here and were the first wealth generators for this nation. You know what I'm saying? We 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 bought into the startup company of America, you know what I'm saying, from the ground level, and we haven't got cut our check. <laughs> Feel what I'm saying? We built, a, if you want to use a term, let's say black people helped build Mark Zuckerberg Facebook, and they never got their money. That's what happened with black people. We gave them the idea We gave them the manual labor We gave them our blood, sweat, and tears We sacrificed our children Our children's children And generations of our black labor To build this thing And they haven't said it right So yes Immigrants came over here After America was already popping After America was already popping After we tried to advance And get rights for ourselves Then the immigrant groups came and now it's like, oh, we want no, 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 no. We bought in on this on the ground level. We invested in this on the ground level. So move aside. Let black America, when we speak up for ourselves, all you other immigrant groups, don't stand up. Let us say our peace. Because y'all get to say your peace. Y'all get DACA. Y'all get sanctuary cities. You know what I'm saying? Immigrant groups have been coming over here for years, getting the bank loans. Even Killer Mike spoke to it. And that, like I said, so no, no, no. When, we, when we're trying to get our mind right and our, our spirit as, as a society right, don't try to come in with that, that, that trick bag game. When reparations are unique unto black people because we have never been cut our, our proverbial check for the labor that was put in by our ancestors. You know what I'm saying? And we built much. We've given our labors solely to white people in this country. If, you know what I'm saying? The geniuses, the black CEOs that run, the black rappers, the black athletes. We build this country, man. Stop it. Just cut it out. <laughs> And don't try to mix us up with the Asian community or the Mexican community. They have their own communities and they practice group economics. We don't. 
So no, 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 no. We're not. Don't try to give us see because we're abused, and because we're abused as a black people, psychologically, we're like, well, man, why should we do that? Why do we have to be so selfish? You got because we are, we're not surviving out here. Everybody else is building up. Alicia Alexandra Cortez, she can speak for Latino Hispanic communities. We can't. We get Cory Booker, he can't say nothing to us. He has to talk ambiguously. People of color and minorities. That's how he has to speak. They can say Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Mexican. They can say it. We can't. When we say it, it's racism. Nah, 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 nah. We're taking that back too. So let's get off this abuse train. Let's get our psychological abuse. Let's get past our psychological abuses from the emasculation women, from your fathers, your boyfriends that you may have had, your uncles that may have done something foul to you. You know what I'm saying? Your own mom. Might have tried to make you teach you some wrong things and get back to your true who you want to be. Men, you've been, you've been emasculated by your fathers. And your fathers probably wasn't there to teach you much of nothing. Some of y'all, some of us, not me, but some of us. Your mom's probably, you know, emasculated you as a child, whether she smothered you with love or pushed you away and browbeat you because she was hardcore driven, so she wanted you to be driven. And, it, and we do these things We try to do these things Out of love But it's abusive Because that's where we, That's the genesis Of black American culture Is abuse We know abuse That's why we can identify With the immigrant groups When they cry out Because we understand it We're like yeah we know We go through it too But at the same time We need to stand up for ourselves And that's what Killer Mike Was ultimately trying to say And if you're not on code with that Then that's cool And that's you know You know But Yeah man That's the abuse right there and nobody really talks about the abuse that black men face. We talk about the abuse that white, what black women face as far as, you know, getting beat by men and verbally abused by men and economically starved by men and suppressed by men. We see that. But nobody wants to speak up about black men. And black men, at the end of the day, we don't want nothing from you. I, can speak, I feel like I speak for a lot of black men when I say this. We don't want y'all to necessarily do nothing for us. We just want you to acknowledge that you did it to us. You know what I'm saying? Because we get abused too, you know? And a lot of times we have very unhealthy relationships with our mothers, man. It really is. Whether and, and 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 you know, if you have a relationship with your mom, that's good. I appreciate that's that's respectful. But for a lot of black men, you know, it's not that. Sometimes it's like I said, it's overly caring, which where they don't want to let you grow and develop. And so you become just like, you know, just stay in her house and you never fly off. Or the antithesis of that is because they want you to go so hard and because be with somebody, they just, you know, treat you on a level of every mistake that you make or every deemed behavior that you show is deemed uh, like bad And it's going to lead itself To you just being a failure So there has to be balance We need to bring balance Back to the game You know what I'm saying Yes you could call, with Black women mothers You can nurture And love your sons You can love us But you can't don't, don't, don't browbeat us And don't talk down to us And don't cling so tight to us That we can't have Our independence as men That we need To be men To be the builders That we should be So that we can put down The arrested development We can stop with the drugs And the drinking And the silly stuff that the demons that we're fighting with Because you know we, Everybody in our whole life Has told us that we ain't gonna be nothing That we can't be nothing Besides an athlete Or a musician Dancing on stage Or acting for a movie We can't be a scientist Or somebody who's pushing culture forward Or speaking up You know what I'm saying And when you do they kill us There's a lot of ways that Our society emasculates us Before we before, And in a lot of ways It gets perpetuated in our homes You know what I'm saying And so You know Black men we never really speak up About our abuse We kind of just take it in stride and that's why you see all of us, you know, we indulge in sex, drugs, and video games. Because, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's cathartic to feel some semblance of power. And when you drink and you get drunk off Hennessy, you feel like you got power. Tupac said it. The Hennessy make him feel powerful. The Hennessy make him feel strong, you know what I'm saying? And it's true. The weed makes you forget about your stuff. The video games make you not think about it. 
You don't want to face the racism that's real, the white supremacy that's real. But you need to because we need to compete. But we got to get over, like I said, we got we to gotta face the fact that a lot of us were abused. <laughs> as much as black people don't want to talk about it, it's true. And we need, to, we, need to, we need to acknowledge it, that a lot of what we've learned fundamentally in this country comes from a state of slave master and master, no respect, no boundaries. I do what I want to you because I can, because I'm the slave master or, or in, in a lot of our families, I'm the mom, I'm the daddy, I'm the husband, I'm the wife, I'm the boyfriend, whatever it is. You feel like your, your title gives you um, dominion over your fellow black person. And it does not because you got that white slave master thinking in you. You don't have dominion over other black people, whether they be your child or your wife or your husband. We have to, once again, become collaborators and work with us because we're a nation. And a nation is strong as it stands together. Even if you look at the history of Africa, what happened to Africa? Why was Africa even able to be colonized? Because we got into tribalism and we broke apart. And we need to stop just breaking apart. So if you're a gay brother, if you're a transgender brother, okay, man, build your own community. Build your own community, man. There's gay Atlanta. It's popping. Shit, you can mind, you can damn near well say that gay Atlanta is Atlanta. <laughs> but it's not. But I'm just saying. You know. And we and you know what I'm saying? When you just do your thing, people gotta respect you doing your thing. And we get and like I said, I'm saying this about black men, because this is I'm speaking up for gay black men, all men. Or if you're a black man, I'm speaking up for you. You know? We get abused. But nobody talks about it. So you know what I'm saying? We need to get over, um, like I said, I keep repeating myself, get over the abuse that you that you were given as a child from whoever or whatever. If you were, if you weren't, then good. Don't abuse nobody else. Don't, or if you got it when you were a young woman or a young man dealing with these women. These are individuals that have issues with themselves and you have to fix the issues that they try to, that they may have been, that you, the baggage that you may have picked up with that, set that down and press. Because we out here and we got to commit, we got to communicate. And our nation, of course, is the weakest nation because we're, when we're depending on upon another nation to build and do things for us, then that's what it's going to be. Everybody can't be a millionaire. That's just what it is. And that's factual. Society would be out of whack. If there was too many millionaires, there would be a lot of broke people. And that's the point. The broke people, not the broke people, the working class people, excuse me, because I'm a broke people. <laughs> but the working class people, which Killer Mike was speaking to, need to unify and, and harness their power. Hey, man, we're the ones doing the work. <laughs> you don't do the work. We do the work. So you got to respect that we are the technicians. And if you don't want to respect that, then hey. Which is where immigration comes in behind When you're black See immigration Okay well you don't want to do it We'll get these immigrants to do it Which is why black people We don't have a real relationship with immigrants We really don't They come into our community They own the gas stations They own the Chinese spots But they don't build no schools for our community They build it for their community The Mexican places too do, do it too Let's just keep it real Let's just keep it real Let's just keep it real So we need to be about our business We need to deal with our abuse Verbal, emotional, physical Whatever you got through Whatever it was Or a combination of all three So you can stop doing Idle bullshit Which is what most black men are doing And let's go This goes out to all my brothers With love You know what I'm saying For real And I ho- I'm sorry if I rambled a bit But I was trying to tie it all together So to close out the show man Yeah that's, that's just the message man Killer Mike's interview Was very powerful and, and DJ Envy agreed with him DJ Envy is just light skinned And he feels because he's light skinned You know <laughs> That we don't If it's not all blackity black black He feels like Well you're talking to me No we're not talking to you brother We understand We're intelligent enough to understand Where you come from And whence and whence you Where and whence you exist You know what I'm saying We understand it. We understand that you're rocking with us Cause you get it You get it And that's cool So Envy don't get in your feelings brother We just We're just darker skinned black men Who 
know what the world really has for black people. And so we should be the spokes. We feel like we're speaking up for black people. So, you know, follow me at DMC for president on Twitter. Um, you can always subscribe to the show on my YouTube page, Demetrius Collins on YouTube. Um, subscribe on, if you have an iPhone, go to the Apple podcast right now, right now. And download I mean, uh, subscribe to my to this to this podcast. If you have Android, do the same thing. Go to Google Podcasts, hit the subscribe button. Like, just do it right now. I mean, you listen to the podcast right now. Just do it, please. Just do it. And uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to do that. I just wanted to double up this week. So hopefully, this was a good episode, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for all the support. And until next week, peace.